0: Hi, this is Jason Schneeberger, a.k.a. Rain Architect. I was also
1: in Murder Collection from Toe Tag Pictures, and you are listening to Sick on Cinema.
0: Hello, everybody. Hey. And welcome to Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your humorously frozen podcasters, John. <laughs> bad. I'm always going to have something. I'm out of fucking coffee creamer. Oh, <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah, it didn't last long at all. It lasted me like two weeks. Happy 2019. Hey. <laughs> we made it another year. We're going on <laughs> basically our second year. Damn. As a podcast. How do you like that? Uh, in March. Uh, yep. I am I remember, I think it's like March 16th is whenever I watched Voyage to Agatis. Mm. The reason why I remember that is because I put up a post of Stone Cold on Instagram because it was 316
1: day. Oh. Yeah. Cause <laughs> that, <laughs> copyright. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, nearly two years ago we did our first episode, which was... Uh, It was uh, Mari and Dora. Mari and Dora. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The hell of a way to start to show off. Yeah, well, it seems like we hit our peak before we even started recording. <laughs> before so we even had microphones.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we were just going I mean, crazy. We still
0: basically just have a uh, Zoom yeah. recorder and two microphones. We're still pretty basic. Well, look, it's not the wrong with being basic? That's true. Sometimes the, the basic things in life are the best things in life. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Fair enough. But of course, a higher production value mm. would not be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, twenty eighteen was a pretty solid year for us, I would say. Yeah, we missed a few episodes here and there, as we always do. <laughs> well, we we had a lot of things going on last year, uh, as we've mentioned before, right? Which, when I looked back, we were pretty damn consistent. Yeah, but it was also a big year in the fact that we get our first two video uh, audio interviews. If I said yeah. video interviews, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Fred Vogel and Stephen Byro Which... as well as Jason. Yes, I put Jason and Fred together because they were on the same episode. But yeah, <laughs> and thank you know I thank all three of them for yep. being on. Yep, yep. That helped us get further into, I guess, uh, the horror podcast realm a little bit. Yeah, I guess spreading our wings a little bit. Yeah. Um, but before we get into anything, as always, questions, comments, and concerns could be sent to sickoncinema at gmail dot com. Yes. Or you can contact us on Facebook mm-hmm. or on the Instagrams. Yes. And you can you can follow us on Twitter. ain't much there, but you can follow us. We've we got four followers, and I think two of them are fucking us. <laughs> I think one of the other one is, like, some, like, spam page. Oh. <laughs> which, big oof. <laughs> yeah. Instagram is probably the best place to follow us. That's where I'm the most active. Yeah. You post there quite frequently. Yeah. So, uh yeah, there's that. Mm -hmm. Uh, what have you been up to, Matt? I guess the question is, what haven't we been up to? That's true. We're working on a lot of things. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to get this whole YouTube thing rolling again. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, that's been fun, but at the same time, difficult. Yeah, it's a lot of work. (laughs) It's a lot more work than I think we anticipated. Yeah. But, on top of that, podcast stuff, school, work. Mm Mm-hmm. Trying to squeeze in movies whenever we can. God. I've... My my free time consists of doing something. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I took a nap today. That was like the only free time I ever had. I've had in the last like couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like I took a promotion at work, and ever since then it's been uh work. Been go 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> Although this week I got a couple of days to just kind of sit around and watch movies and hang out and hmm. hit them with Kwan and <laughs> oh god, <I, laughs> <laughs> hitting them with Kwan. The uh, but before we get in these movies, do you mind if I? Uh, Praise God.
1: (laughs) Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Hitting you with some memes, sorry. Hitting them with memes that have been outdated for like a year. (laughs) It is great. Have you watched anything, listened to anything that you want to talk about? I mean, the last podcast is always something that I would like to shout out. I mean, they don't really need to be shouted out Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that's a weird one. (laughs) But they're awesome. Like, their uh, live show was really good. Yeah, the live show was really funny. Um... Mausoleum. We watched Mausoleum. Mm, that, that was, was fun. Really good. Uh, Incubus was a pretty mm. interesting flick. Also, to those out there who are the fans of the true crime, there's a uh, YouTube channel called Morbid Minds. Yeah, check them out. They're, they're right. Yeah, yeah they're like, pretty mm-hmm. good. We're gonna go see Yob in April. Uh huh. That's yeah. pretty dope. We were gonna go sit. We were gonna go see Agent Orange, but things kind of fell through there. Yeah. They telling shit nowadays though. So. I don't want to be mean about it, but well, I mean I was <laughs> trying to avoid that but <laughs> I mean, the big reason he's gonna go go because the guy that wanted to go is now in the military. Yeah, which thank you for serving this country yeah, Right. Yeah. Praise the hell, praise the hell. <laughs> God, he's probably getting his ass kicked right now. He's in basics. Yeah, so that's so, <laughs> probably not a God. good time. No. Uh reflecting back on twenty eighteen, Matt, just give mm. us a give us a moment or a or a highlight of the year for you. I'm pretty sure this was 2018. Is when was it 2018? We did the Ruffies episode, or was that 2017? I have not a clue, actually. Okay, well, it never was mind. probably 2018. You know. okay. Well, if I, there was, I'm pretty sure it was either that one or the Adam Albright episode, mm-hmm. which <laughs> we then uh, the the, lawn, the lawnmower or the the truck in the background. <laughs> that was pretty. Good. That was the Adam Albright episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was 2017 actually. Now that I think about it. It might have been. I don't know. It's all starting to blur together. <laughs> yeah, we, we do this. We, I mean, we've done this for almost 2 years. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That's crazy. A lot of podcasts don't make it 2 years. Yeah. I mean, you used to have a podcast mm-hmm. that I don't know if how long it lasted. I don't know actually. I'm not sure. But plus our format's not the hardest thing to do. No. And that's why we always want to keep it simple. Yeah. Two, three to four movies. Mm. Keep it easy. Love talking about movies, so it's just super easy. Go to watch movies. It basically, it's just an excuse to rewatch some stuff. Usually, <laughs> True. Um, for me, I think the highlight of the year was probably the Byro Vogel mm. and Jason interviews. Yeah, that was a, a big highlight in our 2018 because mm. I remember when the Fred Vog- Fred Vogel interview was about to happen. We were so. Fucking terrified You're sweating bullets we, 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 we and you both Were sweating bullets we We're like God I don't want him to call Like I can't do this no, God I hope he doesn't call <laughs> Then uh, your phone goes off We're like <laughs> Which is the Unsolved Mysteries Theme song Yeah So we just made it it's Even like, more <laughs> 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 we, We're sitting there like oh! Pittsburgh We're like Yeah Here we go I think we did a good job Except for Some stuff that got cut out But (laughs) Some stuff that I read a lot today Oh god I asked one of the dumbest questions In the history of Like interviews And I'm pretty sure He was like He handled it well He could have been like That was dumb That's not even a question No At that point I think we were kind of Just talking to him And after that I didn't really ask That many questions But, again. Yeah, the Biro interview, the Jason interview, the Fred Vogel, having Jason on twice. Yeah. That's been really fun. Uh, I think the Halloween episode was a big highlight of the year. Yes. I think it came out way better than it probably should have been. Also, Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. The Hereditary episode was really good. Yeah. Like, we just got the... We had a, the chance to watch a lot of stuff. That, yeah. Central Cinema. Mm-hmm. Making trips down there. The Knoxville Horror Film Festival. hmm Just a... It, it, overall, 2018, you know... It's had its ups and downs for no sure. But uh as far as the podcast goes and doing stuff before the podcast and stuff like that, it was a pretty solid year. Yeah. You got to do your first horror convention. Yeah, that was super fun. Right. And, and uh kind of like eye opening. Your first film festival. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Tons of concerts. Yeah. I mean I'd been to a concert before but not like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, like we got I'd to see, never been that close. You know, and one year we saw Dying Fetus. The Heart is murder. S- uh, Enterprise Earth, Sanction, Rivers of Nile, Paul Bear, Some mm. uh, someone the illegals, King Parrot. Uh, then there was a couple other bands. Like also, shout out to Summoner Circle. Summoner Circle, which they're a local. Yeah. Act. What was the uh, who opened up for Paul Bear? They're really good too. Uh, there was uh, Spirit of Drift and uh, Adam Fawcett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all that within the span of like three months. <laughs> Yeah, we opened this year with a bang, man. Yeah, I mean, well, last year, yeah, the Dying Fetus concert was insane. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was so cool. Uh, okay, I just right, about died on the air. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you remember what the first episode we did last year was? <sighs> no, uh, I am pretty sure it was Asuka Yamanashi. Ah, yeah. that was a good way to start the year off. Yeah, we really don't do a year like a lot of a lot of podcasts. Will about this time be doing year in review stuff. Yeah, we really don't do that because like. If you want to go listen to it, you could just go listen
1: to you it. You could go listen to it. <laughs> that
0: and, like, we're not, I would love to be better, and I tried to consciously yeah. make an effort to watch 2018 movies or 2019 yeah. movies, but I'm bad at it. I'm really terrible at keeping up with it. I feel like this year is probably the year I've watched the most from this year. Like, new movies? Yeah. Really? I watched, like, maybe 10. <laughs> I was waiting for, like, a big number. No, it was, like, 10 movies, maybe? I didn't awful like i missed most of the big ones like quiet place and halloween <laughs> i didn't watch Halloween. Yeah, i didn't watch halloween either like most of the stuff we i did watch were uh was all movies like on like netflix or something like that like, most of them were documentaries yeah <laughs> so. i mean with shutter and some netflix stuff it's it is easier yeah to keep up with like 28 or i keep saying 2018 but new releases yeah um highlights of that like terrified was good yeah, Terrified was really good, yeah. Um, Hereditary was great. He- uh, Hereditary is probably my favorite movie that came out last year that I saw. <laughs> the Bad Man. Yeah. Um, um, what else? In the documentary world, there was Evil Genius. Evil Genius was good. Uh, James Bell released a new movie, The Bliss. It was good. I didn't get a chance to watch that. What else did we have? Um, I went and seen some stuff and I can't remember. There was stuff at the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. Yeah, those are always kind of weird because it's like a lot of times they they haven't really been released yet. So it's like, is it a twenty yeah. eighteen? Is it twenty nineteen? You know. Well, I always go by what the date is on like whatever website I see it on. Like Luz, Luz. That was one of the highlights of the yeah the for film sure. Festival. No, uh, nothing beats uh, what was it, what was his name? Uh, William. William. <laughs> oh man. A uh, sp- little bit of a spoiler for the episode, another highlight of 2018 as far as new movies mm-hmm. go, The House That Jack Built. Oh, my God, this movie. Yeah, we'll get into that here yeah. in just a little bit. But, you know, overall, I, 2018, even though I did a terrible job of keeping up with it, was pretty solid for the horror genre. There was a lot of really good releases. Yeah, and... A lot of them came to theater. <laughs> getting a lot of the, the you know, new stuff that's announced for this year, you know, you know that, you know... Uh, the trailers and stuff came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, some exciting stuffs coming out. Yeah, for me, I think the, one of the biggest one is Us, hmm. the new one from Jordan Peele. I, I have not seen uh, his first Get Out from. Yeah, I seen it was good. Yet. It was really good. I heard it was great, but but I, I feel like he's got such a vision that he could do something really good. Hmm. You know, something even better or something crazy good. Yeah. So we'll also, two thousand eighteen didn't have a a like a super ton of like death celebrity was. Mm, I don't know about that. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know,
1: uh,
0: it seems like we lost a lot of people. <laughs> it seems like every week somebody was going down. San Lee. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I, oh, I about down there. <laughs> oh, God. No, that was almost another death ago. 2019 started out strong. <laughs> 2019 has started off kind of shitty with the, you know, the deaths and stuff, though. Yeah, Mean Gene. <sighs> no, that was a rough man. one. Mean Gene Okerlund. He was younger than I thought he was, Legend, though. absolute yeah. legend. And if, you know, you've ever watched, you know, the the bloopers and stuff in his time on, like, Legend's House. <laughs> Put absolute, that cigarette out. Absolute mad <laughs> lad. <laughs> but, yeah, I think about it. Like, it's going through my mind. 2019 was a pretty shitty year for deaths. Yeah. I lot. just kind of try not to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as we always say, you know, the older we get, the older they get. Yeah, I don't know I'm approaching 20 years old. I'm no 20 years old. <laughs> I'm freaking 30. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know this, but I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like something would have happened. I would have been dead <laughs> Just took off this earth. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about 2018 related before we get into the movies for this week? I don't know. I mean, I mean there was, again, a ton of stuff happened yeah. last year. But, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know where else to, to go with it. Do you have anything else to say? Nothing podcast related, you know. We yeah. got to be involved in some pretty cool projects. Yeah. Which, well, it's been pretty much been, you know, confirmed by the people we're working for, what we're doing. Yeah, we're doing a documentary on a yeah. local wrestling company. Yeah. NGW. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know where else to, to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Fuck you, Eddie! Yeah, no, oh no! no oh no! You're gonna get us goofed. Nah, I love Eddie and Cody; they're great. <laughs> they're great guys. Um, but yeah, 2019 is gonna be a pretty big year. We got some big. stuff planned, some more interviews possibly in the works, some collaborations with other podcasts. Uh huh. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun. But I think it's time to move forward and start the year with the, our new movies. <laughs> <laughs> with their new movies. He's <laughs> 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 with that Kwan. <Quan. laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anywho. I'm surprised anyone listens to this fucking yeah. podcast for a wreck on a daily basis. <laughs> That's why they like it, I think. Because it's just like, <laughs> it's the shittiest <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> We're sitting literally in my room. Yeah. With two microphones and this room is trash. Deal. It's just trash. <laughs> I still gotta get it cleaned up after the holidays. <laughs> I've just been like, we take notes on paper because we don't have a computer. <laughs> well, I mean, we I, do, but we don't use it. <laughs> I did, but then I fucking stepped on it. It <laughs> goofed it out of the planet. You have another laptop under somewhere, don't you? It, it's uh, my aunt's.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, your but, sister. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> she like borrow it. So. Anywho. Yeah. Let's let's go
0: on. Let's go on. What's this episode about, Matt? This is about uh, serial killers. It's Not real ones, but. Killers. Yeah. A great Iron Maiden album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great album cover, too. Yeah. So we're talking Seventh Day, mm-hmm. Angst, and the House that Jack Built. Originally, we were going to put in, uh, what was it? A Athroz. Which we'll do that one day. Yeah, which we still have. There's plenty of killer movies out oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we there. felt that the House that Jack Built was new. It's Lars von Trier. It's fresh. It's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it fresh. <laughs> the, the the movie that got booed out of the damn building. Yeah, got booed out of cans. I got in trouble for having the uncut release come out too close to the cut release. Wait, what? But yeah, the MPAA like was like, you can't do that. Oh, my God. Now the uncut the release has been pushed back to June. Ugh. Which, it's when you watch it, you're like, what did they cut? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, could, could you imagine, though? Yeah. What was left out? Yeah, right. But, oh, God, I hate the MPAA. because I know, pieces of shit. They're just like, oh, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you know what this movie is? Yeah. I'm surprised this movie is even put out by them. At this point, it's like, does the MPAA even need it? But whatever. You said about the, what is it, the uh, was the video game board, too? Oh, God. Like you can't make educated decisions on when not to let your kids play or watch. Then that's on you. <laughs> that's with everything nowadays. Like, Think of the children. It's like, how about you watch your fucking kids? <laughs> how about you play with them? Hey, how, about, how about you go do something with them? Anywho. I'm, I'm not going to go on that for too long. This <laughs> with the entire podcast if I do it like that. We're going to start with 2013. Yes. An independent film from Dire Wit Films, which I haven't done a whole lot. Yeah. Um, seventh Day. Yes. Something all these movies have in common and that we did not plan out at all yeah. is that they're all narrated by the killers. I didn't even know the house that Jack built was going to do that. I didn't either. Until <laughs> it started happening. I didn't think about it. Angst either. I mean, I knew it did, but I didn't think about it yeah. when we were picking the movies out. We, were just, we just chose two that we knew that were really good, and we chose uh you know the one because it was fresh. Yeah. Fresh. Fresh.
1: Greybridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh so 7th day is about a man named alan And this is about the things he does. It's yeah, it's 7 days in mm-hmm. his life. It's a week in the life of alan And alan is a killer. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> and, a uh he's he's a piece of shit. <laughs> but and basically what's happened is, is the 7 days are the beginning of his true escalation period. He's getting hit in that that sweet berserk period that a lot of these killers do, mm-hmm. and uh, this fictional reporter that's only in his head—that's this weird ghoul-looking monster, so cool—is but... falling around interviewing him as he builds up to his big hoorah, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's seventh day—it's that simple. <laughs> I mean, it, it's very simple, but at the same time, like the character of Alan's very complicated. Yeah, in his, in his like in the writing. Mark Department Sanders is the guy who plays Alan, and he does a fantastic job. Oh man! In a movie yeah. that I do feel has hit and miss performances, yeah, yeah. not everybody's great. Mm-hmm. Mark Sanders does a really, really good job. Like so, something that uh, I thought was like, uh, like super like unrealistic was like how everyone treats Alan like like shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing I was like, I don't think that's necessarily how things work, but... Right. But, I don't know. But, yeah, he does an awesome job as Alan, though. Yes, he does an, a great job. And just, like, his, like, tonal shifts between his, who he really is and what he wants to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why, when he's killing, he he considers himself, he takes control, and he's, he's more aggressive and angry. Because yeah. in his real life, he's kind of just a wormy, coward, little yeah. baby. Which... When you look at you know stuff that's happened in our reality, <laughs> our reality opposed uh, to other people's realities. <laughs> yeah, our reality. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I was I was talking to everyone, <laughs> but. You, you know, in, in reality. In reality. <laughs> yeah, I should have just said like that. Yeah. I was a fucking idiot. Hey, Ma- um. Mandela effect that over here. <laughs> we had somebody come and work today who I'm pretty sure is a meth head. <laughs> he was like ringing up a pack of cigarettes and he was like, you ever heard of the Mandela effect? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, You're yeah. like three years behind on this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I was just watching something about today. You say like, we got nearly passed out trying to give me change one time. Oh. Like three times. Anyways, oh. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> but a, a lot of like real life killers are very similar to the way Alan acts in this movie. Yeah, that's what I was talking about when I was watching it, because it's been a little bit since I'd seen it. I'd seen yeah. it a couple times, though. Um, I think we actually watched it together. I think we did, yeah. yeah. Um, Alan is a super realistic depiction of a serial killer. I, I would almost say in all three movies, they are in their own ways. Mm-hmm. How's the Jackpot, which we'll get into, is a bit different. Yeah. But, yeah, a bit over the top at times. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, he's a super, super, like, well-written character. Because, like, if you know anything about serial killers, like, we're big fans of true crime. We've yeah. read books and listen to podcasts and watch documentaries. Mean, and I mean, hell. I mean, we're, we're working on a YouTube channel where we're going to be covering that on it, so. You know, you learn certain things about the characters, about, like, their pasts and everything like that. Yeah. That lines up perfectly with what really happens to a lot of these people. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And like, there's great instances of like he's like watching this girl run, and she sits down, and he's like he's being shy, and then she's like, "Look at me when I'm talking to you," and he pisses his pants because someone's taking dominance over him. It's Mm -hmm. like that's just little stuff like that is so well written and like just so well done that it's like it's like yeah, they did their research when making this movie. Yeah, I mean, you were the down there. Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) That pizza's coming back to kill me. Oh Oh, God, that that pizza destroyed me earlier. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my god, dude. But um I don't remember what I was gonna say. You continue on with whatever <laughs> my brain I heard pizza and I was like Grr. Pizza <laughs> Oh Pizza Pizza boy. boy. I like the fact that like even in his own narration he can't keep facts straight and he yeah. constantly lies. Like earlier in the movie he talks about how um uh, how he had a great childhood <laughs> <Or> not <laughs> a great childhood, but like you know, my parents raised me fine, you know. And then later on, in the movie, he's talking about the fact that his dad killed himself, and his mother and brother were in an sexual relationship. And his brother choked to death, and, yeah, in the kitchen. And that's uh, his favorite room in the house. Also, I, I, like there's certain things in movies when, when they happen, you probably shouldn't laugh at them. But at the same times, at, at the same time, what the what the fuck's wrong with me tonight? You could have a stroke on air. I might be. Um, <laughs> at the same time. It, it, it probably it's just something that just like sits with you and you're like, "That should not be funny." It's funny, yeah. right? <laughs> Whenever the brother's choking in the kitchen, and the mother's way of helping him was like to ease him down on the ground and not do anything. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, <laughs> shouldn't have laughed at that, but I did. And uh, like he talks about like, oh, you know, this it's got nothing to do with sexuality but he doesn't really want to kill men and sometimes yeah. he has sex with a corpse mm. you know and it's like well yeah it's absolutely attached to your sexuality you know what I yeah. mean but he's yeah. trying to tell himself that because he doesn't want to seem like he's not in control of the whole situation right and like he's like I wonder to appreciate it at my job yeah and he's a, he's a dumbass <laughs> he's like just an absolute tool well, like at one point he's like scraping shit off of like oh what was it like a, a, it's like, like a stove like yeah the it's trap? like the grease trap yeah and he's just, like, looking at it, and and everyone's like, dude, get, get the work done. Clean it, ew. <laughs> I think we all know people who've done stuff like this, so. I mean. But, yeah, the film is, like, Alan is almost in frame in every scene. Yeah. So it's very important for that character to be good and the acting to be good with that character and both nail it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Alan is one of the most realistic ble- 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 oh depictions of a serial killer I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, like he's so well done. Like again, the the research was probably there. Yeah, and like what's so like interesting about his character is just like his lying mm-hmm. with you know. Oh, like, all, all this stuff, trying, he doesn't make sense of what he's doing when there's not really any there. Yeah. Um, if I had any complaints with the movie, it is the, uh, oh, God, what's her name? I haven't written it down, but, I Denise. Yeah, Denise. I'm not a big fan of the Denise character or story arc. Yeah, I mean, it, whenever the movie ends, it kind of doesn't really had that much play in Not a ton. But it is kind of important because it is kind of like his snapping moment. Yeah. When Well, you know, he's already snapped, but like that last shred of attachment to humanity Yeah. kind of gets severed, and that is kind of important. But I, I don't want to be mean, but I don't think the girl that plays Denise does a very good job. I mean, I, I thought she did okay, but... And, and the character's very one-dimensional. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but I mean, you said about... Most of everybody else in the movie, though. That's true. And that's like, that's, argu- that's a good complaint on the film, too, is that, like, other than Alan, everyone else is pretty thin. Yeah. You know, which they're not really important to the story as Alan is. But if you're going to have the characters in the movie, you probably should, you mm, know, some, give them a some little, little, little more depth. Yeah. <laughs> his neighbor, oh, what's his name? Bob. I, I think it's his name. I'm awful at taking notes. I'm usually just sitting there watching it. Yeah. And eventually, I will write something down. He's a pretty good character because he's just so weird. Oh my God. <laughs> he's got good lines too. Yeah. Like he's constantly like just talking craziness. <laughs> like he's like, he broke it in my house and I made him suck so my dick. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> God. Th- again, that that shit ought to me laugh. Because I mean. It's not necessarily funny, but uh, a dark, dark sense of humor. <laughs> right. Another thing that I think is a real highlight of this film is the gore effects. Yes. Surprisingly, not surprising, but it is a low-budget film. Yeah. You don't know what you're usually, usually in these kind of low-budget films, serial killer movies, you don't get a lot of gore. A lot of the kills are usually off-screen. Off-screen, yeah. Yeah. But in this movie, the gore is excellent. Yeah. Do you know who did it? Or? Not really. It said uh-huh. it's like Aftermath or something like that. But I don't maybe know. a studio. I don't know who that is, though. You know what I mean? Like at one point, like he, he has this guy on the floor, which I mean, he's not necessarily a shock because it's. A, I mean, it's, it's about killers. Yeah. Oh, he killed people. <laughs> yeah, a killer that kills people, but and, then, and like his face is all mangled and stuff, mm. and he's like sticking like a pencil in his nose. Yeah. That like it's one of those things when you see it and it's just like, oh god. Yeah, this movie is very similar to House That Jack Built in the fact that Alan constantly wax philosophical yeah, about his thoughts and philosophies on life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> the whole time you're like, you're so full shit and ain't funny. But, yeah. but that's good, you know what I mean? Because that works excellently. Like, when you, you're watching a movie about a killer and they're trying to be, you know, realistic about things, the killer is supposed to piss you off. Right. Because it's like they hype themselves up to this, like, high you know, pedestal mm-hmm. and it's like, you're nowhere near that, <laughs> but again, I think that is a, one of the problems with the film though is because all the other characters are so one dimensional yeah. and they're all shit hands to Alan. There is a point at the end of the film where you almost start feeling yourself to kind of be sympathetic sympathetic with him yeah i was yeah I was feeling that because, where you're like you kind of want him to you know get out get a him. little revenge on yeah. him <laughs> you know, and I, that that. I still really, really like this movie a lot, but the that is going, great, one of the big problems with the film is that aspect of it. Yeah, I think I even wrote that down. I was like, oh, "Where's the note at?" Uh, oh shit! I was like, "In a, in a way, you feel bad for him, but he's a serial killer, so fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> but there's excellent gore. Yeah, and the movie shows escalation very well. It does. Yeah. Where at first he kind of talks about like you know he's just killing people at first, but then he starts having sex with the corpses. And cannibalism, and then cannibalism, and then like you know a shooting, and like how at first he only took a couple victims, but now he's starting to hit that period. He's oh. you know he's like I you know I took three or four in a month's time, you know, and he's really starting to escalate and escalate. Which is which is also pretty funny. With what he says earlier, he's like, well, I can control myself. Yeah. And here he is losing absolute control. Yeah. He's smoking crack. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his house is disgusting. Yeah. And there's, like, body parts everywhere. There's a great scene where, like, the cops come knocking on his door. Yeah. And he has, like, just a head sitting in the middle of the hallway wrapped in ce- a cellophane. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the gore is a real highlight of this film, man. Like, there's a great scene where he's, like, cutting fingers off. That looks fantastic. It's, it's gruesome, though. Mm-hmm. That is, that's, that's that is. yeah. The whole scene where he's dis- dis- dismembering. I about to say disassembling. D- that would be an, he, put- yeah, be an odd way to put it. Are these people Legos? Yeah, that would be an odd way to put it. He's dismembering a body that, of a woman he killed in his basement, which is one of the most gruesome kills oh, in the movie, too. Yeah. Kinda like. Guts her from the back Ugh, And like yeah. cuts a piece out And starts like rubbing on her spine Yeah it's gross Uh, He's like this is, About to disassembling again <laughs> What's happening tonight <laughs> Dismembering this body It looks really freaking good Yeah It's 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 pretty fucked up too It is <laughs> But then he eats a piece of her Yeah I love the scene with the uh... Oh god <laughs> This is part of my dark creamer, oh The god. hobo and he he helps his hobo. He takes him to uh to and he's gonna kill him. Yeah. And he's like uh he's like man I really want to thank you. I wanna <laughs> you're a good man. I wish more people out there. And if you want to fuck me in my ass, that's <laughs> all. Right. Yeah, like Alan's reaction
1: to it Was like what? <laughs> what?
0: He's like well, I'm not saying you're gay or nothing. I just want to I just want to thank you. It <laughs> <laughs> did it easily. <laughs> it was, oh god. Poor that poor bastard. Yeah, he is. he's like one of the only sympathetic characters in the movie, and that's kind yeah. of pro. That's one of the problems with the film. Yeah, C- because he's just like cl- clearly out of his mind, mm-hmm. and then finds him like a month later. Yeah, <laughs> poor bastard. Did deserve it. Yeah, but good kills. Yeah, intense at times. Like there's some really frightening moments in the, the film. Fucking intro. Yeah. That that's scary. Mm-hmm. Because I mean. We could all see ourselves in that situation. You, right. we, we've all, you know, walked through the house and went to the kitchen when the lights are off, and like,
1: Ooh. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the acting upon for Mark Sanders as Alan is great. Mm. The I, the him slowly losing his grip on reality, like yeah. seeing the the interviewer. Oh, and the the, the girl on the TV. The girl on the TV, who is excellent too. Even his hallucinations, goof on his fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> They're it's like, true you have no friends <laughs> it's, like, it's not true <laughs> <laughs> you know he says that earlier he's yeah. like I have no friends but it's part of it's part of my uh, did they say hobby yeah. is that what he says
1: yeah
0: but uh, anything else you want to say about the seventh day before we move on uh, I I say check it out I think it's a I think it's a good little independent film mm-hmm. I bought it from Fred Vogel at Whoreham one year oh yeah yeah Uh yeah Go check it out it's good man it is really it's a good. solid movie. Like I was re watching it and I was like, Man, you know what? It's a dang good movie. <laughs> also, I'd like to mention that I was trying to draw the, the house logo from the House of the Jackville. Oh, yeah. That's fucking difficult. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute though. Um yeah. one more thing, there is some audio issues in Seventh Day. Like at times you can kinda hear like this like um electronicy sound. Yeah. But it's low budget and it's forgivable, it's not bad. You think it's like the camera? It's probably just the microphones they use. Okay, yeah. At, at points, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's solid. It's a solid yeah. movie. It's crazy good. Like no one really talks about it. It Doesn't get a lot of love. Go check it out. Seven, Give it some love. Yeah, Seventh Day. It's gonna get the uh, <laughs> sick on cinema silver approval. <laughs> I feel like it won't be the only movie
1: today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we may be adding a couple movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we're going back to 1983. We went back quite a quite quite a bit. Yeah, we did. And we're looking at a... It wasn't lost. People call it a lost movie. It wasn't lost. It was available. You could find it. Yeah. It was just hard as hell to get your hands on. Probably I mean, because of the releasing. It right? was a very sought after, but um, hard to find film. And it's from 1983. And it's called Angst. Angst. Or angst, (laughs) however you want to pronounce it. I say angst because I feel like that would be the German way to say it, but I could be wrong about that. That, That's the way Horrible Review said it, Mm -hmm. so that's the way I was just saying it, because I was like, I'm taking his word for it. In this film, we follow a serial killer. Yeah. He doesn't really have a name. I don't think it's ever really addressed. I I don't think they ever say his name. I can, you can explain everything. Um. He is in jail for shooting this old lady, which there is a version on the movie that shows that yeah. on the disc. I don't know if you watched that. I did not. The prologue. I did not see that. It's good. It's fine. It just shows what happened. Um, it doesn't add a ton to the movie. It's not necessary, but it is interesting. He has no name. Yeah, I didn't think he did. It's just called the, he just named the psychopath. <laughs> um, He's in jail for that. And before that, he was in jail for killing his mother. So this is his second time in prison. He references the fact that he's been in jail for half his life. Good lord. And what I found out here is I thought he was getting out of jail. Yeah. That is not what's happening. No? No. I watched a interview with the director last night. Apparently, in uh, Austrian jails at a time, a part of uh, reforming these people yeah. would be a week before they um, were to be freed... They were allowed like a day to go out of the jail, like find a place to live, find a house, and then report back to the jail at the end of the day. That's that's weird. Yeah. It was a part of slowly reforming them back into society. So he's not out yet. He's still like he still has time to serve. Oh wow. But this is his day to where he's supposed to go out look for a job, look for a place to live, look for a vehicle, stuff like that. Mm. Get his thing set up so when he does get out, he has all this re- set up and ready to go. Right. Instead, what he does with his day out is find victims. He immediately starts looking for people to kill. Yeah. And man, that is interesting. It like, is interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I mean I mean <laughs> compared to America where it's just like <laughs>
1: Go. See ya. <laughs> Bye.
0: Good luck. <laughs> or well, apparently they don't do that no more because people would just run away. Or <laughs> well, you know, it happens. And apparently this was based on a real event. This actually didn't happen exactly like this. Yeah, but... but there was a guy who was on his break. He's on his day, and he killed somebody. Oh my god. Yeah. So that's that's pretty crazy. He eventually ends up at this house out in the middle of the woods. Mm. Where this unsuspecting family it will be attacked. <laughs> yeah, I mean um, that's pretty much just the best way to explain mm-hmm. everything. Angst means fear in German. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie was released initially by Barrel Entertainment. Yeah, the Long Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Barrel Entertainment. <laughs> Long dead ass. Dead ass inter- de- Barrel Entertainment. They put out Necromantic, Necronamic 2, Schramm Der Skiing, a vampire movie called Darkness, which has yet to still find the lot of day. Jesus Christ. Uh, last House on Dead End Street. Which is still, still in the works. Yeah. And Angst. Angst was one of their last releases. It literally came out and then the company folded. Jesus. So copies of it were. Impossible to find uh, a copy of the bare release of the DVD is going to co- would cost you a pretty damn penny. Mm. So nobody really saw Angst. you know. And much like the Necromantic movies, very sought after, right? You know, people wanted those releases. I wanted it. And I didn't really know anything about the movie. I just wanted it because it was a rare, mm. you know, supposed to be a disturbing little movie. So it'd be like a rare piece to the collection, yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of times when you get these hard to find films these lost films, if you will, mm-hmm. 95% of the time, there's usually a reason. Yeah. You end up watching it, and sure, it might be fun, a good time, but not really good. Right. Very rarely do you get uh, something in the case of Angst, which not only is it good, but it's a fucking masterpiece. It's a damn masterpiece. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it is a master class of horror filmmaking. This movie has camera angles that I have yet to see in movies. Yeah, day. I mean that's that's the first thing you got to talk about is the camera work in this film. The guy who I can't remember his name, but he was an animator. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think that adds a lot because he's very creative and very mm. inventive with the way he moves the camera, and it creates a very unnerving atmosphere because. When you're on the outside, he does go very wide. Yeah. You know, a lot of crane shots, but moving, like, these, like, driving crane shots where the camera's following him, and then when you're in places, they're tight. Like, sometimes they're just literally on him. Yeah, It's claustrophobic, film. Very, yeah. Like, so there's nowhere to go, you know, and it's very manic and frantic, and the pacing, you know, like, he's running from person to person, and it's just like, holy shit, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Something that I noticed when I watched it, was, uh, on this viewing, the first viewing, I was just amazed by everything, what, was that when the camera's on him, it's very erratic. Yeah. When it's on everyone else, it's kind of, you know, normal. Yeah. Except for, like, you know, some face shots and stuff like that. And I think that's definitely purposeful, because he's yeah. very frantic. He's yeah. he's he, he he's very much like a meth head, if you will. He's very shaky. He's very you know odd, conniving in a way. Fr- you know? He's frantic all the time. Like he's constantly seems like he's planning something, moving. You know, the way he's like like constantly just looking around. But no plan. Yeah, like he says like in the you know like seventh day, he's like, oh, this is a part of the plan, mm-hmm. right? he's like, what plan did you have? Yeah, you found a random house. And he tried to kill the the, ta- the taxi cab driver. She got away, and then he he went to this house. You know, yeah. there was no plan. <laughs> there never was a plan. Yeah, which this the scene one of the scariest scenes to me is when because uh, they have a mentally challenged son mm. who sees him, but you know he he's not mentally capable to understand what's happening. Yeah, and he busted a window until he gets in the house, and the mother's walking around and all of a sudden she sees broken glass. Yeah. And she's like, what the hell's going on? And by that time, it's too late. Hmm. He just comes barging out of the damn shadows. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, terrifying stuff Very scary, right? Because, I mean, just, just the thought of, you know, while you're at the grocery store or, you know, somewhere, and coming home to finding the window busted out, and as soon as you realize, <laughs> you know, this is happening, it's too late. It's too late. He's already on top of you. And then, oh, yeah, it, it's frightening, it's <laughs> man. You know, the film does a good job of immediately making this guy feel like an outcast. Yeah. Where, like, in Seventh Day, Alan is an outcast, but at the same time, he, you know, he doesn't seem opposing or anything. And he doesn't seem to be, like, suspected of what he's doing. This guy, like, he goes to this uh, little restaurant, this mm-hmm. little corner uh, cafe. And he's eating the sausage, and just the way he's eating the sausage, everyone's looking at him like there's something not right about this guy. Yeah, because he's eating the sausage like a fucking animal. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he is. He's yeah, he's animalistic. Yeah, you know he, he he's ferocious in his attacks. You know, yeah, he's not he's not a clean, calculated person. <laughs> no, he's not a clean killer by any means. Like, oh god, <laughs> like, like the bad thing is, is like. When you watch this movie, you're like, oh, you know, this is just a movie. When you really think about it, there's fucking people that have existed that are exactly this way. Right. That's what kind of makes it even scarier, I guess. The, the I love the look of the movie. It has a very cold yeah, it pale does. tone to it. Cool colors, mm. which I'm a huge fan of that look anyways. Yeah everything I've ever done pretty much has that color scheme. <laughs> except for what we're working on yeah, now. Except for what we're working on now. But <laughs> that wasn't for the lack of trying. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I was going for a cold look. They're like, we something the pop a little more? And I mean, oh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the performances are excellent. Yes. Uh, the whole attack scene is just terrifying. It, brutal as well. It's one of the scariest depictations of a serial killer ever. Yeah. Like, he's scary. Mm. Just because he's not really a serial killer. He's more of a spree killer. Like, he's in the heat of the moment. He attacks. He's very animalistic. You mm-hmm. know. Like, there's a great scene where he attacks the the daughter and he's tying her up. The mom's just standing there, and, I, and it's just shock. Yeah. She can't believe that this dude just darted out and just attacked like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost like, you know. Like, how the hell do how you is this react? Happening? Yeah, how do you react to that? Like, at first, I was like, why would you not do something? Then I sat there and really thought about it. You know, whenever you're in a car accident, for example, mm-hmm. it's like, th- th- this this just happened. It doesn't seem real. Yeah. It you feels know. fake. And then he grabs her and he throws her down, but then she has a heart attack. Oh, right? Yeah. And he's pissed. He's absolutely livid because that's not how this was supposed to go. Like, what he was wanting to do was to watch her. But he was going to have her watch her children die, mm-hmm. which is beyond fucked up. Yeah. And then he's pissed. He's absolutely pissed that yeah. she died. Because he keeps trying to like, revive her with pills and stuff, mm-hmm. and eventually he's like, fuck it. You know, he, he drowns the son, oh. which is disturbing because he keeps saying, he's like, oh, Papa, you know. Because, oh, yeah. It's so disturbing. It's heartbreaking in yeah. a way, too. It's just, it, it's a an assault of a movie yeah like it just gets in your grill and just goes no no relenting you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just and it just and it's so scary because you're with the guy the way the camera is just so tight on him Mm -hmm. you know there's no looking away you know even though you're not really seeing anything no you know there's not what you would call (laughs) gore in the movie really I mean there's like blood. The but... stabbing scene is ruthless and brutal. Ugh. But there's really no gore, but it's just the way it was shot, the the tightness of the, the of the camera and just the his performance where he's just so animalistic and yeah. just, you know, relentless and terrifying. It just adds this like uncomfortable like almost like panic attack inducing yeah. kind of atmosphere, you know? I mean that that's pretty much exactly what I was feeling watching it. I was like having a panic panic attack watching this. Yeah. Because everything that's happening is just so fast and just brutal. And when you hear guys like Gaspar Noe talk about how influenced he was by angst, mm. you're like, oh, absolutely, I see it. Yeah. Like, watch this and go watch Irreversible, man. <laughs> the influence is there. Oh, you yeah. know, like, way there. <laughs> From the ruthlessness to, like... The camera work. Yeah. You know, it... it that Yeah, you can see that a lot Oh, Gaspar yeah, ga- definitely Gaspar Noe. Yeah. This movie's a huge influence on him. Um... But yeah, like it's so rare to get a movie that uh, was hard to find and it live up to everything you would hope and surpass it, and that's what angst does. So, I remember you were talking about that recently, because we were watching something, you were like, you know, some movies, when they're found and they're released, there's a reason yeah. why they're not found. This movie had no reason why it wasn't Yeah, found. this movie should be held up as one of the best horror movies ever made. Yeah. You know, it should be it should be on the top hundred lists everywhere. I mean, honestly, you put it on the list of the, like, the most terrifying horror films because just of how visceral it is. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a damn shame that it took so long for the film to kind of get a cult yeah. following, and it still doesn't really have a as big a following as you would hope. Yeah, like I've, I, I, a lot of times when people when people are like, "Hey, what's an underrated movie?" I'm like, "Angst." Yeah, you got to see angst. You know what I mean? It's super, like, it's. It, you've got to see it, you know, especially if you've ever seen Irreversible or Enter the Void or something like that from yeah. Gaspar Noé. It's like, you've got to see Angst. <laughs> I mean, honestly, a lot of, like, the, the French Extreme stuff as well. Yeah, like, yeah. a lot of those movies that are similar. You can see a whole lot of influence on this movie when you watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a master class in filmmaking in so many ways. And it's just this little German movie that nobody's really ever heard of. (laughs) And it's a freaking absolute, like, five-star masterpiece. Yeah. (laughs) It's insane. It's a movie that definitely gets the the stamp of approval. And at the same time, I mean, I just don't know, like, what else to say about this other than just just fucking watch it. You You know, we talked about it, too, and I think we've done a good job of getting into why it's so good. But, like, it is a hard movie to put your finger on why it's so good. Yeah. Like, when you're watching it, you just know you're watching something special. Like, from the opening shot of him walking out of the prison, mm-hmm. from, like, the, which you can see that in, uh... No way. Yeah, from Irreversible, the one, yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. the influence, especially on Irreversible, mm. the influence of angst is strong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, d- but, like, I can v- vividly remember getting the Cold epics Blu-ray. Yeah. Because, like, I've always wanted to see Angst. I, you know, it was a movie I knew I always heard about. You know, I knew it was super hard to find, super rare. Mm. And I was like, shit, yeah. You know, because it was one of those ones that was on the list when Cold Epic started releasing the Bo Garrett films, you know? What yeah. I mean? And I was like, shit, they're releasing Barrel releases. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got Angst. They got Last House on Dead End Street. They what, got. they have Last House? No, but I'm saying Barrel yeah. had. You know what I mean? Like, if they acquired the Barrel catalog, mm-hmm. shit, these movies could be in there. And sure enough, Angst did get a release. Yeah. Which it kind of was the last of it. Cold Opus hasn't really put anything out in a long time and could possibly be oh, defunct. no. no. You know? <laughs> Damn it. I know. <laughs> but, like, I got it and I was like, all right, here we go. And I didn't, I was just expecting it to be a disturbing film because that's what yeah. you always heard. It's always on the top disturbing lists. You know what I mean? For it's good reasons. Right. Yeah, it's all right to be there. But. but, like, you know, you don't expect, I didn't expect what I got, though. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a nasty little horror film. Instead, what I got was a damn well-made freaking classic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? A forgotten classic with Yeah, Tom. Like, I remember the first time I watched this, I kind of just, like, picked it out of, like, a random draw because I was looking through, you know, your collection. And I was just seeing what appealed to my eye. I was like, oh, check this one out. I was not ready for how great this movie was going to be. Yeah. It's like, we're not even really talking, like, it is, like, a frightening, visceral, nasty little yeah. movie, but that's not even the most important part. The most important part is just how freaking well-made and awesome it is. <laughs> and there's shots in this movie, especially for the Tom, it's like, how the fuck did you even do this? Yeah. Like, there's, the, the, like, the bathtub scene. Yeah. Like, how? There's so many good shots in this mm. movie. There's so many, like, the camera's constantly moving, and for, like, mm. a low-budget movie, like, that's it, insane. Yeah. The director, who really never really did a whole lot else. Damn it.
1: You
0: know? He he went on to be pretty much a director for Hire, I think. Oh, yeah. Where he kind of worked on TV and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But, you know, the dude had a vision. Mm. The guy who did the camera work, he was immensely talented. The acting is fantastic all around. Oh,
1: yeah. It has
0: some very, like... You know, a lot of people talk about surrealism. Yeah. This movie has some real surrealism, too, but not like... It doesn't get weird. It's just... Uncomfortable and unnatural, like the the uh, the scenes in the uh, the restaurant. Yeah, because like like he's like just sitting there eating the sauce is like a fucking, and everybody's animal, looking at him. But it's like, is everybody looking at him, or does he think everybody's looking at him? You know what I mean? Yeah. thing. It's awesome. Angst is so good. <laughs> also, you know, whenever he comes back into the restaurant the next day, and he's got like this shirt with blood all over he's it, he's filthy. And he's yeah. wearing this weird long overcoat thing. Yeah, it's like he talks yeah. about how oddly he's dressed the first time around. The second time is even worse. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have not even a single like fingernail on like what fashion <laughs> it is. He's just covered in like it, you don't know it's blood. You know, it kind of looks like it though. Yeah, I awesome mean, about his shirt because he kind of like puts on the same shirt. Does he not? Mm. No, he changes clothes. That's a weird looking shirt then. But he's, like, he's just got shit all over him. Yeah. Which is blood. It's blood. Yeah. But it doesn't, like, you know, it's, like, it just looks like filth, you know? (laughs) And his teeth are disgusting. Like, could you imagine being in that restaurant, right? (laughs) Yeah, you'd be like, what the the fuck? (laughs)
1: This
0: guy is not right. Scoot over a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um... <laughs> just be, like, just be sitting in the restaurant. Be like, I right, to get out of here. Yeah. Oh, I'm just to pay. Might if, if I praise God? Check, please. <laughs> Might if I praise God? Excuse me, I praise God. <laughs> um, yeah. the one thing in the movie that I have never been able to put my finger on, though. Yeah, there's one part of the film that has plagued me for since the first time I've seen it. <laughs> the dog. Yeah, there is a ton of shots of close-up of this little Doxian wiener dog. Yes. Which is adorable. It's an adorable. I want it. It's so cute. But I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? Like, why are we why are we focusing so much on this dog? And it's not like ninety percent of the movie or anything like that. It's a small amount.
1: But, but in it's the grand, noticeable.
0: But yeah, it's noticeable. In the grand scheme of things, it is a lot because it's noticeable. Mm. And it's like, what is going on? Like, why does this happen? Like you would think he would try to like hurt the dog. No. But he takes it with him. Yeah. Feeds it some food later yeah. on. It's not then... my car. It's not mine. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not mine. I love that scene, by the way. It's great because he's just like got his back turned to everybody, and he's like feeding this dog. Like, was it the sausage? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I didn't do nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very little spoken dialogue. Yeah. Most of it's told through narration, where he's not just talking about what's happening in the moment and his thoughts about the moment. He's also talking about his past. Yeah. You know, which is very interesting. It's the only way you get anything. Anything about him, you don't mm-hmm. see anything. He just tells you everything. You know, yeah, it's awesome. Anks is awesome. It definitely gets the silver approval. I think I yeah, I drew a shitty version of the silver <laughs> approval, <on> the paper. <laughs> which uh, if you follow me on Letterbox, Rugged John Coffee, I have a yes list made, which is the Sick on Cinema Silver Approval, and uh, yeah, Angst man. It's it's an un it's an unknown classic. Yeah, people a lot of people haven't seen it. But, go go watch that shit. Yeah. Seek it out. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> I think the Blu ray is still in print. I could be wrong about that. Like I said, Cold Epics hasn't released anything in a long I swear time. Swear to God. <laughs> the last two things I knew they released was a Betty Davis. That's random. Like her bondage work. Oh, oh okay. Uh, short film collection. Yeah. And they released the York Brigart box set called Corpse Fucking Art. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Which one day we will talk about the corpse fucking art. <laughs> yep, we will. But yeah, Angst, man. Anything else you need you want to say about Angst? I mean, except for the fact that, like, if you haven't seen it yet, perfect runtime, too. Oh, yeah. Doesn't outstay its welcome at all. I mean, the, the, I, I'm just trying to, like, figure out, like, I just don't know why this movie was forgotten for so long. It just never really saw, it just never got a wide release, you know? I mean, there's a lot of movies out there like that. It's like, how was this forgotten about? First of all, it's foreign. Well, yeah. And in the '80s, foreign—if it wasn't Italian—it really didn't see. It didn't get a mass release over here, you know. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. But like a lot of subtitle, subtitle movies didn't do great in the '80s here. So a lot of companies wouldn't take the risk of putting them out. And s- some people still don't like subtitle movies. It's true. Which I mean, th- th- that's. That's all on you know them, but I mean again, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Yeah, seek this out, watch it. If the Blu-ray is still in print, it's a fantastic Blu-ray. Mm. And if it's not in print, well, hopefully somebody gets it soon and re-releases it. Right. Like I know uh, Arrow put out the couple of the Or Bergaret films. Oh yeah. I, you know I would I would double dip on an Arrow release of Angst. <laughs> <laughs> double dip I, shit I double it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn good movie <laughs> yeah. but you know if there's if if Cold Epics isn't long for this world then uh, we'll still tip a hat at them for a short period of time being the absolute finest in bringing the rarest of exploitation mm. films to Blu-ray it, it, it's gonna be sad to see them go though because it of them we got uh, Deathbed The Bed That Eats <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> In a Glass Cage. Oh, yeah. The Necromantic Films, Shram, Tosking, Angst, you know. They did good work. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still doing stuff, but it's just, it's been a long time since they put any movies out. Hey, have they, like, have they still put out, like, short film stuff? They or? put out a book.
1: What? Yeah.
0: Okay, well, you know. I think they put out Pig, too. Really? The short film Pig. Yeah, that's really good, too. Yeah, so... Cold Epics, we thank you. Yeah. Hopefully you're still here with us. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you make it. <laughs> <laughs> make it through 2019 at least. <laughs> so last but certainly not least, whew, 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. depends on how you look at it. Depends on how you, how your scale of what a, what a release means. It, whenever it was made or whenever it was released. Like for me, if it's available to watch on either digital, physical, or theater-wide, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, fairly wide, not, like, a film festival run, but, like, it was released in theaters. You could go see it somewhere. Right. Or it has a physical or digital release. To me, that is the year it came out. So, for me, this is a 2018 movie, but I know some people are like, only physical, you know. Uh, whatever. To me, this is 2018. Okay. It's Lars von Trier. Now... Lars von Trier is one of the most controversial filmmakers of the modern era. <laughs> he sure is. He's brought us such infamous films as Antichrist, as the Niphomaniac 1 and 2, uh, Dancer in the Dark, the saddest musical ever made, <laughs> starring Bjork. The, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> the Bjork? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I need to watch this now. It's I like Bjork. depressing as hell, but it is a really good oh, movie. Well. Um, you love him, you hate him, he he said some crazy shit before. Um, he jokingly called himself a Nazi and got himself banned from cans. He's been booed out of Cansman Festival I don't know how many times, including this movie. <laughs> I, I honestly, I feel like he brings his movies to Cans just for that reason. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants them to be controversial. He is infamous, you know. He is kind of like... Uh, disturbing films like edgelord yeah <laughs> he's like, extreme cinema royalty yep Lars von Trier and his latest magnum opus The House That Jack Built starring Matt Dillon yeah which let's go ahead and say right now hey, round of applause for Matt Dillon he would not be been my first choice in this movie no no There's no way I've been like Matt Dillon. Because, like, when I was thinking about Matt, I was like, who's Matt Dillon? He's, I know him from The Outsiders. Oh, yeah. The Outsiders. Oh, God, I forgot. And Something About Mary. Yeah. That's about it. That's about all I know Matt Dillon from. I know he's done other things, but that's the two movies I remember him in. So, there's no way I would have been like, Matt Dillon should be Jack in the house that Jack built. It it is a good choice. Dang, he does a good job. And, yeah. He's awkwardly funny at times. Yeah. He can be immensely charming when he needs to be, humorously frozen. Yeah, and when he needs a switch, he can be horrifying and savage. Yeah, and a pompous prick <laughs> and misogynist. Yeah, excellent work by Matt Dillon. No, he he. I didn't, was not expecting this movie because, okay, one of and a lot of the people I've watched who've talked about him mm-hmm. have always said, Ugh artsy vartsy bullshit. Pretentious. Right? Yeah, pretentious. And I kind of straight away from this stuff for a long time because of that reason. A lot of times I feel people call movie pretentious because they don't get it. I mean, I, get, I don't think you even have to really get something to really enjoy the movie. Calling it pretentious is one of my, it's like calling a movie torture porn. Oh, it's yeah. like you just don't have a label for it so you just, you throw out the, the easiest insult. Yeah. It's like, you could say you don't like it. But to be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's pretentious. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, he put a little more thought into it than you wanted him to. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this, this is my introduction to Lars Von Trier. Yeah, I never watched any. Of his I would say before. I'm a Lars Von Trier fan. Yeah, his movies are not the easiest to get through on multiple layers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's probably really hard to get through movies like uh, *Nymphomaniac*. And I watched *Nymphomaniac*. Yeah, you watched, watched both of them in one day. Good lord. It's like a six-hour adventure. <laughs> a six-hour adventure. <laughs> About sex. You <laughs> know. But he is, he, yeah, he, I mean, he's just, he's one of the most controversial figures in film. And a lot of times you're like, I don't, I don't understand why. You yeah. Know? He's not really doing anything that you hadn't seen in the underground, really. No. But I guess he's more mainstream than the underground. He brings the underground to the mainstream. Yeah. Which is pretty uh I guess ballsy yeah. in a way because he's like oh you know all these horror movies coming out here's this fucking nasty film <laughs> and I think he does it in a way that like he's such a good filmmaker like just yeah. as a filmmaker oh yeah that you can't deny him his talent hmm. it's, but his subject matter is so repugnant at times uh, yeah that like people don't want to give it to him <laughs> <laughs> and again, that's why I avoided his work for so long because cause I'd heard he was super, you know, quote unquote, pretentious. And... and his films are immensely artistic. Yeah, and I don't see a problem with that. No. I mean, of course, some people were like, oh, Some people just... aren't going to like it, and that's perfectly fine. I know plenty of people who are like, just give me the story. In the they narrative. want the meat and potatoes. Yeah. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make you dumb or nothing. In my opinion, though. Yeah, give me some, like, you know, some green beans on the side of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't always want meat and potatoes. Sometimes I want some Alfredo. Yeah, right? You know, <laughs> I want something a little different. <laughs> some spaghetti and meatballs. Give me bowls. some sushi. <laughs> oh. Spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> but, anyways, I guess we probably should get into the actual movie. Yeah. Uh, so, what is House that Jack Build? House that Jack Build is simply about Jack. Yeah. Jack is a, I would say, failed architect. Yeah. He's a narcissist. Mm hmm. He's a misogynist. Mm hmm. He is a serial killer. Uh huh. And he's an all around asshole. <laughs> Fair enough. And we've. We, we've. Jack is speaking to a mysterious figure known as Verge. Yeah. And you don't know a lot of what's going on. You just know that when they're talking, it's very echoey mm-hmm. and there's water. You, you hear water. Yeah. And they're speaking and he's like, Can I, can I talk on our journey? And Verge is like, Of course. And he's like, Well, I'd like to tell you five incidences that took place over 12 years. And that's the story of house that Jack built. It's almost like an anthology in a way. Yeah. Where each of these incidents is, is another story that Jack tells of his crimes and his escalation and his growing insanity, basically. <laughs> Which eventually fits into the end of the movie, of course. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, this is probably the most complicated one to explain because... It is a bit different. It's also brand new. We don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. You know, a lot of people haven't seen it yet. Because, you know, the only way to see it right now is to rent it or go see it in theaters. Where did it get released in theaters at? It's got a minor release. We could have went and seen it in Knoxville. Fuck. I know. We could have went and seen the uncut version in Knoxville, but I was working. (laughs) Damn it. I was working. (laughs) I know. Um, I probably was too. Yeah. So... Going into this, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about it. I knew that it was supposed to be pretty brutal. Yeah. You know, I knew it was Lars von Trier. <laughs> but, you know, it, basically why we wanted to do this is cuz it garnered so much controversy. Yeah. Like it, it it was the film that's just surrounded by people talking. I mean, this movie sparked controversy controversy controversy. Yeah. That on its first screening. Yeah. The first screening in this film... It got booed. It got booed. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I read somewhere, like, people, like, fainted. They they walked out. Yeah. And at the same film festival, it also got a 10-minute standing ovation. Wait, what? Yeah. Its second screening at Kansas got a 10-minute standing ovation.
1: <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. How do you go from booing, walking out, to being, like... Ten minutes of just clapping. I don't know. <laughs> Kansas weird. Yeah, Kansas is weird. Kansas is the most. Pret- you don't talk about pretentious. No, oh god. Kansas is the most pretentious film festival there is. I mean, it's ever maybe Sundance. <laughs> fair
1: enough.
0: But gay cowboys eating pudding. That's what <laughs> South Park said about Sundance. <laughs> Cowboys eating pudding. That's what they said. About. Put that on a fucking shirt. That's South Park, man. I wish I could take credit for that. I can't. That's all oh. South Park. <laughs> At least that's what all uh, Sundance Film Festival was was oh movies about God. gay cowboys eating pudding. That's <laughs> hilarious. It is great, right? I love South Park. I know, but anyways, um, yeah. So like, we immediately, I was like, I want to, I want to do house that Jack built. Yeah, because so many people were talking about it, but I didn't really know a whole lot about it going into it. No, I was like, what? What's all the buzz about? And ultimately, at the end of it, what I what I was my impression of what I was left with was like, that was a damn good movie. Yeah. Like at the at its at its core, that's just a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Well made, well acted, well performed. Yeah. Shocking at points, disturbing at points. And that's what leads me to believe why it got so much controversy behind it because there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's going to piss people off. Yeah, purposely. Yeah. He did, it, he did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Uh, he does a lot of things on purpose. Um, the character of Jack is an immensely misogynistic person. He tries to deny it. Yeah. But it's true. He hates women. Mm-hmm. It's obvious he hates women. And he's the one telling our story. Yeah. So the way he tells the story and the way he depicts these women is that they're dumb, easy to manipulate, mm. idiot, stupid people. Yeah. Which, is that the case? Probably not. You know, if we heard the real story of what actually happened, it's probably nothing like that. But because Jack is our narrator, we can only take his word for it. He portrays these women as retarded. (laughs) Yeah. I swear to God. (laughs) I tell you so many times to not drop that word on this fucking podcast (laughs) that you always find a way to do it. I think you did that intentionally, didn't I you? I did. I'm sorry. Oh, John. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> For like the third time on this one episode. God dang it. <laughs> yeah, that. that's that's the point though. Is that yeah. Jack portrays these women as dumb people? Yeah, and then Verge calls him out on the yeah. shit. Verge like, is always the one. He's always the voice of reason. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a part in the movie where he talks about he how when he was a kid he loved to play hide and go seek. But he would always just run. He would yeah. never actually hide. He would run into these reeds and just run around. And Verge is like, well, wasn't it because the thrill of getting caught? And he's like, no. I never wanted to get caught. Mm. You know. Like, like Verge's con- conversations with Jack are always super interesting to just listen to. To me. It. And that's, you know, I've heard the, some people's, like, complaints on the film are those scenes. They kind of feel they're unnecessary in a way. I mean, if they weren't there, it wouldn't make sense. It would just be a serial killer movie. Yeah, I this mean, adds a little more to it because we we really get to learn about Jack and his, philo- his Phil all is Phil Phil wow. philosophy philosophies. But I mean, okay, here is the thing about that: if this movie did not have those segments in there, and it was just like just showing you know the first incident and, getting, and it gets to the fifth one. And then that just happens? That would be even more confusing to people. <laughs> it would just be a regular serial killer movie. It would just be this guy just killing people. Well, okay, what I'm saying is like the ending. We'll like, oh, uh, say the end. ending isn't in there. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, it would probably be fine, but this movie, in my opinion, is different. Because it's important because Jack, as a character, is this pompous asshole, yeah, who thinks he's better than everybody else, who thinks he's smarter than everybody else, mm. so these p- moments of him waxing philosophical are important because it just shows what he thinks about himself, how highly he thinks about yeah. himself, you know what I mean, without those segments, you just get this guy who is just uh he's just a killer, mm. there's nothing else to him, we don't understand his his mindset, you know, right. And I, I don't know. I thought the dialogue was so well done and the performances were so good that those segments were always really interesting to me. Right. The only one I didn't like was the one where Lars von Trier showed clips of his own movies. That <laughs> felt a little self-indulgent, but... <laughs> I told you this off, off air. I was like, he has the rods to him, so. I get that, but at the same time, it was very like, like all right, buddy, we get it. You think I like yourself. <laughs> Maybe that was the point. Yeah, I mean, I think you could argue there's a lot of Jack in Lars von Trier. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I read a review of the movie where it was like, how many more Lars von Trier movies do we have to see before we get the guy psychologist? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, he even mentions that at one point in the movie, he's like, you know, art, ima- like, you know... Like shows what people actually want to do in real life, mm-hmm. and then like Jack dismisses that. Yeah, which is pretty interesting when you think about it that mm-hmm. way. I think the thing that's going to get this movie the most trouble is its misogyny. It's it's pretty misogynistic. Mm-hmm. It's very violent against women, and like I said, the women aren't portrayed very well. But again, it's because Jack is our narrator, and Jack is telling our story, yeah. so Jack is the one who controls what everybody looks like, mm-hmm. what everybody sounds like, and. There's there's something else that which I feel like if I talk if I talk about it, it's spoiler territory, well, just be vague about it. Well, there is one there's one scene in particular. Talking about the family, yeah, yeah, okay. That probably would piss a lot of people. Yeah, off. there is violence against animals and children in this movie. Yeah, which pretty is... pretty brutally, and and whenever you know the scene ends, it's not necessarily over because of stuff that happens later on Mm -hmm. there's you know there's a lot of stuff in this movie a lot of factors that I can see why people would be pissed yeah I think the big one is the massaging but it is at it's core a wickedly brutal movie yeah and very very violent (laughs) it's extremely violent it does not hold back in it's relentlessness and this is the R cut there's four minutes missing in this Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> when you think about that, it's like Jesus Christ. Where did they? Like, how far did this go? Like, how far did he go? That the m the, the MPAA was yeah. That's I was. Yeah, no one heard. No that. one could say. No one to see that. But I was jerking he, off. He flipped the bird, <laughs> rolled his eyes back in his head, and jerked off. Yeah, that's <laughs> one part. That's one small tree on the film industry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I could see why people would be pissed. Yeah. But at the same time, you look, who's, look who made this fucking movie. But it's a lot like, somehow Lars von Trier gets mainstream eyes, like, like Antichrist. Yeah. A lot of people who knew nothing about Lars von Trier or liked extreme movies at all end up seeing Antichrist because IFC put it out mm. and it was on Netflix, <laughs> you know? It's still on Netflix. Yeah. People just kind of ran upon it and were like, oh, sh- what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, at, at this point now, anyway... You hear the name Lars von Trier. Yeah, you should know what you're getting yourself into. You in should too. know you're getting yourself into a movie that's going to test your mental limit Yeah, <laughs> on what's okay. It pushes the boundaries of good taste. <laughs> yeah. he And I think that's another thing that bothers him, I, I because of the way he handles certain things. Like yeah. The movie at times can be really funny. Yeah. And it's meant to be funny at points. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, <laughs> it's not in good taste. Like no. playing David Bowie's fame as he drags a dead body behind him. And it grinds its face <laughs> off. Which fame is the only song in the movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting too. I think that's a great little like Because like, why is he playing the song Fame? Yeah. Well, it's because Jack wants to get caught. Yeah. Jack wants his art to be seen, you know. Yeah. He wants his fame. <laughs> yep, exactly. And and the title alone is just as great which I think the title I think it is based on a book. Oh, is it based off a book? I think it's based off a book. It was originally going to be a mini-series. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> God, could you imagine, like, six parts, and they're all, like, an hour long? <laughs> Fucking making a murderer or two, calling you out, you sons of bitches. It's like, there's, there's like, that in the new series, it's, like, eight episodes, and they're all, like, over an hour. Yeah. It's but like ridiculous. It, anyways, the title itself is, like, multi-layered. Yeah, because the very beginning, there's a Jack involved. Yeah. The first victim was killed with a jack. Yeah. So you could say that the jack, the house that the jack built. Yeah. Jack is also an architect who's building a house. Mm-hmm. This whole, his whole legacy of brutality, if you will, yeah. is the house that Jack built. <laughs> so like the name could be like broken down in so many layers. That in itself is just super interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you could take it as Jack's building a house, you could take it as Jack built this empire of violence. Yeah. He's building his uh his uh like foundation of infamy. Mm-hmm. Or this Jack this actual Jack Yeah. set this whole horrible events in motion. You know? And it's yeah. all that all that combined is the house that Jack built. <laughs> God, it is multi layered. That's mm-hmm. the thing with this movie throughout all of it. Everything Kind of like has a meaning to the rest of the story. Yeah, or you can just take it on basis as just a good serial killer movie. Yeah, that has some really artsy fartsy shit in it that you may not like. <laughs> I saw people who said that, but to me, I like the Verge stuff because yeah. I think it adds a lot to the movie. Like what I thought about when I was watching the Verge stuff was sim, like not necessarily the, you know exactly the same, but like in The Shining mm-hmm. with. Uh, What's his name? Oh, the bartender. Yeah. Yeah. Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd and uh, Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, things have been better, Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I thought about that when I was, like, you know, listening to all that, because it, it's similar, but the roles are kind of reversed. Some people are going to look at it and be like, it's just padding the movie out, because they're just kind of babbling about the same thing over and over again with I don't see that. royalty-free images. <laughs> <laughs> that of that cracked me up a little bit, too. Oh, the piano player? No, 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 the royalty-free stuff. Because, you know, we've worked on, you know, like, production and stuff before. (laughs) A lot of these images and stuff pop up whenever you look (laughs) for stuff. But, to me, like like I said, I do think it's important, and I thought it's very interesting. Yeah. Like, it works for me. Uh, The last thing to talk about the house that Jack built is the ending. Without spoiling anything, the movie gets immensely surreal and weird. (laughs) Well, yeah. And that's going to turn some people off. I I compared it to Christmas Evil. Where you know, Christmas Evil's kind of this like almost taxi driver esque grindhouse movie mm-hmm. that also takes this bizarre ass turn at the very end. The house that Jack built kinda of does the same thing. And some people were gonna be like, That added something to it and I like that. Mm-hmm. Or that was unneeded, that's unnecessary, that's stupid. <laughs> I remember whenever I watched this and that and the ending started happening. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you're like, well, I mean, I kind of knew, like, because my guess on who Verge was... Yeah. ...was correct. mm Like, I had this idea in my head from the very, just from the very first scene, when he talks about the journey, and you can hear this water, mm. and it has a very echoey sound. I had this idea in my head, which I don't want to say, because I don't want to spoil it, but I had this idea of who Verge was in my head, and it turned out to be true. So, I, I it didn't take me aback. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really interesting way to tell the story. Yeah. You know. Um, but I could see why some of them would be like, what the hell is going on now? But, I mean, it kind of, like, in a way, like, I really like the ending myself. Because mm-hmm. you can take it multiple ways. Yeah. But, to, I feel like to a lot of, like, the mainstream fans of, you know, horror movies, this, this in particular could be, like, a potential, like, big middle finger mm. to be like... Here's your ending. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, like, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny when I really thought about it because, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And then Lars is just, like, has, like, a smirk on his face. He's like, He goes, like, it like <laughs> it does a sharp right. Um, But it's also, like, immensely satisfying because mm-hmm. it's, like, the ultimate comeuppance kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, You it know is. what I mean? And there's some gorgeous shots in the ending too, there's a scene that looks like it's a damn painting, yeah. Like it's beautiful, <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is so contrary like contrasted to the, like the rest of the movie that's so grisly and grimy and mm. vile, you know. <laughs> this this movie has so many different like feels in mm-hmm. it when it comes to like its environment and whatnot. Yeah. It's definitely, it, it, I think it's earned its place as in one of the uh, elite extreme films, mm-hmm. you know. It holds its own amongst some of the greats. Yeah. Because it is, it is very disturbing. It's very nasty, you know. I just don't understand how this is rated R. Yeah. I almost feel like the Ri Radar cut might be better, though. Because, like, some of that stuff that's left up to your imagination, you probably can come up with worse things than actually happens. Or yeah. maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the only, the only complaint I really have with this movie is how long it is, It though. is a bit long. It could have done with a little bit of trimming. It is three, like the... It's basically three hours. It's three hours and 30 minutes. And three with, hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, I, that was what I remembered it being, three mm-hmm. hours. No? It's like 250. What? Yeah, it's like right at three hours. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so like, 250, 230, you know, whatever. But, and especially when you have to go to work. Yeah. And you have to try to get this done. Yeah. So you have to hurry and get Sweating. back from what you're doing. You're like, <laughs> checking the clock. Like, oh, God, am I going to be, am I gonna be gonna finish this? And I knew it, it was, was long, because it was Lars von Trier. I knew yeah. it was going to be long. Uh, and when I started, I told Amanda, I was like, man, we're in for a ride. And she's like, what? Because <laughs> so I watched it with Amanda. And it was, oh, like, yeah. was like, 250. She's like, holy shit. But I was never bored, really. Mm. It is long. And it could have been cut down, you know. I mean, it could be cut down, but at the same time, I feel like that's part of like the beauty. There's of the a movie. couple of times where when Verge and Jack are talking, they do kind of circle the airport a little bit. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that could have been trimmed down, but ultimately, I still was really liked it. I was into it the whole time. Mm-hmm. It never lost me. There was never a point where I was like, "Damn, damn, this is long." You know, I'm like. I never was like, oh, I just end already. I wasn't like that. But I was like, damn, all right. Yeah, I was was sitting there. I got to use the bathroom. I paused and we still had like an hour and a half to go. I was like, Jesus Christ. We got another movie to go. (laughs) Yeah, when you're trying to like fit a meal into this too. Yeah. Along with trying to hurry and get ready for work as soon as you finish. Like as soon as I finished it, I looked at the clock and I was like, it's to going to work. <laughs> Here's the thing, if you can go to the theater and see it, I highly recommend going to the theater and yeah. see it. Because I can imagine seeing this on the big screen be a hell of an experience. Whew. Prepared for numb butt. This is a numb butt movie. <laughs> yeah, because I remember we went to go see The Thing in theaters recently. Mm-hmm. At a the Thing is like two hours. Yeah. And I, and I was, and we got up, I could barely walk. And you're like, oh my ass! And we watched The Thing from Another World right before it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we stood up after that one though. Yeah, but... I really love this movie. It's great. I thought it was great. I it, think it, it's wittedly dark. Mm-hmm. It's visceral and at times mm-hmm. just as disturbing as anything else you've ever seen in the extreme film world mm-hmm. with just a hell of a production and amazing performances. You, you know what I think this movie gets you on? Mm-hmm. The silver approval The second Cinema silver. Does all three movies get the silver approval? Yes. They do. <laughs> 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 you get a seal you get a seal you get
1: a seal you all get a seal
0: (laughs) yeah I I freaking loved it I thought it was like when it was done I was like damn that was a good movie Mm -hmm. is it is is it it gonna be hard to watch yeah because it is like I said there is a couple scenes like in particular the family picnic scene is rough it is rough it has it's as rough as anything you've seen in like I don't know name a movie Serbian well, Serbian film probably goes a little further, but yeah, I would <laughs> put it on about the same, like, disturbingness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Serbian film just goes a little further. Serbian film goes farther than any movie I think ever yeah. has. But we'll get but... to that one day. <laughs> yeah. Because we do have an episode planned for yeah. some day down the road. Down the road. Um, it's as disturbing as anything else. It's as disturbing as any other large-run Trier movie. Mm. You know, it's distur- it is disturbing. I don't want that to sound like it ain't. When it when it hits, it packs a punch. Not all the time does it pack a punch.
1: Mm.
0: It, you know, sometimes it's scary. Yeah. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's just like, in a way, informing. Yeah, because like you're learning about like art at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Or, like like it, it, it's very layered. But it is a hard watch because it, it, it's it's when it's bad, it's bad, mm. and it's long. But yeah, I think it's a great movie. I think it's really worth watching i I think you you know people should check it out. I think art house fans should watch it, oh extreme of film fans should watch it. I think horror fans should watch it, but if you're going to watch it, be prepared for the worst, yeah, <laughs> because it's fucking brutal, yeah, oh yeah, I don't yeah. think we've gotten into how brutal the movie can be at times, and really because we've just been praising for what it is like there there are parts in this movie when they go like when it goes you know as far as it does. I was sitting in the same chair I am now, and I was like, "I can't believe they did that." Yeah, like, oh no! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you sit there, and it's just like this overwhelming feeling of like, because let's just let's just uh, let's just give it a little taste of what it has. It has animal violence. Uh-huh. It has child violence. Yep. It's got uh, brutal. It's got very realistic choking.
1: Oh. <sighs> Yeah. uh
0: visceral dismemberment and mm. disfiguration uh God. a terrifying scene that takes place in a hotel room
1: mm.
0: that also leads to one of the most brutal kills in the movie That's, that one was probably one that was cut you can kind of see where that one was cut yeah so yeah i mean like it holds up it holds its weight as a nasty little movie and for even like the, the true crime fans out there there are some like nods in here Oh yeah like, yeah they they tipped a hat to some serial killers no, no, tipping the hat. Is... I With Lars von Trier, I'm going to say tipping the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, God, how long is this episode? <laughs> it's pretty long. We probably should get ready to wrap it up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, House the Jack Belt gets a big thumbs up for me. I say, check it out. Seal of approval. Good movie. Very good movie. Mm-hmm. Lars von Trier does it again. Yeah. He's an absolute bad lad, but man. I think he's an absolute bad lad. <laughs> <laughs> But he makes some interesting movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, might be my favorite Lars von Trier movie, too. Really? Yeah. So, of all the stuff I've seen, this might be my favorite. I definitely need to check out his stuff because you said after, you know, I watched this, you are like, if you like this one... You'll you'll pretty pretty much like his other stuff because it all has the same, like, dark grimness, and at the same time, a little sense of humor that's like, eh, probably was inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's as inappropriate as in the Nakatsu humor. But... No, no, absolutely not. But, you know, that's for another day. Oh, <laughs> we'll get back to the katsu one of these oh, days. Oh, God. <laughs> Hold but on. But speaking of next time, what is next? You picked it. Oh, God. Oh, shit. I'll do the shout-outs while you freaking get the notebook. <laughs> as always, we want to end the episode with shouting out some of our friends Jason Rain Architect. He did our theme song. He's awesome. He's got a new album coming out. He's about to drop two singles and they're both awesome. One of them I think is the best thing he's ever done. Absolute bangers. Bangers. Absolute bangers. So yeah. Big shout out to Jason Rain Architect as always. Uh Who Will Survive podcast? Our buddies Marco and Paul. Mm-hmm. We will be probably collaborating with them in the near future. A little spoiler alert. They're awesome. We give them a big thumbs up. Silver approval. <laughs> silver approval. And adding to the list, Rants from the Black Lodge. Yes. Yes. Awesome podcast as well. If you're into horror, they do one a month and they deep dive into a topic. Mm-hmm. So, also, yeah. I do have what the next episode is going to be. Well, that's a, that's pretty much the shout outs. <laughs> okay, so I can go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Next episode in two weeks, what will we be talking about? Something that's going to be a little different in uh, a way. Yeah. But... I mean, usually we cover movies
1: that... Don't
0: do that. <laughs> I just blew out some people's ears. Fucking ear destruction warning. Sorry, go ahead. But, it like, normally we cover some older movies, right? Mm-hmm. We're about to cover modern disturbing movies. Oh, which we kind of did on this episode with House of the Jack Bill, but... Yeah, but uh, it's a little different here. Yeah. Uh, Do I need to read off the movies? That yes, we're... please. Okay, hold up. I don't remember them off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm disorganized. Yeah, what the hell? I think I probably, I probably can remember them. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I think it's Capture Kill. Capture Kill Release. Is that the name of it? What the fuck is it? <laughs> <laughs> Let me make you a martyr and nothing bad could happen. I think is the name of them. Fuck you. Is <laughs> the one right <laughs> you got oh, it, you Capture, got it. Was it Capture Kill? Capture Kill Release. Is that it? Yeah. Damn, I'm good. Oh, just come to that little Fortnite dance. Don't. No, no, you I don't have no do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, <get> sued. <laughs> I hate Fortnite, by the way. God, I tried to play it, I hate it, but I'm bad at first. Shooters. So, yeah, it's going to be the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. They really don't have anything in common other than they're kind of newer, but <laughs> sometimes you just got to throw shit together like that. <laughs> I mean, that was literally. An episode we planned at like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, really? I was like, whatever. These we want to watch these movies. Just throw them together. They'll all be first time watches for us too. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Is this, is that a first? I don't know. Probably. I mean, I can't imagine. I can't think of any other episode where all three movies were first time watches. Like, I feel like there's only been like a few cases where I watched a movie and you haven't. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember one of them was the Zachary. Zachary. The Zachary movie fucked me up. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Sorry, being disorganized, not like <laughs> usual. And I think uh, I know her- what the next episode is going to be too. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, I got a movie on the way for it. That's going to be uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one to cover, to say the least. Sure. Uh, all I'll say about that to give you a little hint for the future for four weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> oh No, no <laughs> not no. saying anything else. If you know it, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we hit. Well again it it may be four weeks after yeah, we never know <laughs> <laughs> we don't know we're absolute pieces of shit, well, I mean, but we'll talk about this out there, yeah, so. but uh, yeah, so again, rain architect, rants from the Black Lodge, who will survive- who will survive uh, anything else we need to shout out? I don't think so uh n g w they're good people. They're they're really good people. Yeah, bringing the Ultimo Dragon back, baby. Yeah, Ultimo fucking. Who Dragon. thought we would see Ultimo Dragon twice in the like a calendar year? <laughs> yeah, in 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 like. T- how fuck? I'm, I'm tired. I though. think it's been like a year since from the last time we saw. Oh no, it'd be almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, within almost like a calendar year, almost. Wow. That's nuts, Ultimo Dang. Dragon awesome. Anyways, no one else gives a shit about that besides us. I don't know about that. <laughs> Some people listen probably give a shit. If you're a wrestling fan, you probably give a shit. But yeah. anyways. Yeah, so, uh yeah. It's been a long episode. Yeah. Like us, comment. Just like the last movie, but... Like, comment, subscribe on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. Mm. Like, what? Subscribe? I, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, think, I the, think you uh, can do that on iTunes. I don't know. I don't know if you can You like can definitely it. subscribe and give us rating. Yeah, but I don't... Give us five. (laughs) We're not calling the Meltzer five anymore. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck Meltzer. Five stars, though. That's what we want. (laughs) Give us the five. Um, Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. Hey, if more people follow us, we might come back. Yeah, we might actually release some shit on there. Yeah, but uh, I think that's everything. So, I'm John. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick. On. cinema 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 Cinema. oh god why'd you do that